Team Tidy Business, baby. Rachel, I think the best, um, I think the best summation of like the Vegas in, in arena experience was summed up in a tweet. I can't remember who did it, but if we can find it, sure. It was right before the game started where someone tweeted, a dragon just ate a man at center ice. And yet the Wi-Fi in here only has one bar. And I think, <laughs> and I think that that was a great way. And the Wi-Fi did improve, but boy, oh boy. Like I, you know, I, I had never been to a Vegas golden Knights home game before. Um, and everything they do is perfect. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's the best honestly, experience there is. Yeah. Like the atmosphere they create, I think, the thing about Vegas being special is it's one uh, Vegas. And if you know anything about Vegas, you know that the pomp and circumstance is like mm-hmm. their thing. So in order to compete with all of the rest of the shows and nonsense in Vegas, they have to make this a show. And I feel like they do a really good job of doing that. I have people who I know that aren't hockey fans at all but they want to go to a Vegas Golden Knights game because they've heard that the pregame and the atmosphere is super cool. And that's the kind of thing that will grab attention and that will grab uh, fans. And I can only imagine um, what it's like for the, for the cup final. I'm I'm hoping that uh, I get to experience that next week. Yeah. Yeah. So Rachel's coming down to Vegas for game five. If there is a game five, um, and it's my personal opinion that if the Panthers lose tonight, there likely will not be a game five. Um, but we will obviously get into that, but so that'll be fun. We'll, we'll get more in, into that as the show goes on, but yeah, look, this was, it was a, it was a phenomenal game. Like it was one of the most entertaining hockey games just in, in general I've ever watched live, like for, for sure live, maybe there in general, like the animosity it's wild for two teams who barely ever see each other. Like these two teams hated each other and specifically Florida hated Vegas. Like there was a lot of the typical like rough housery or, you know, like stuff like freaking Aiden Hill was out here throwing haymakers at Sam Bennett. I like, loved that. Aiden Hill said, I don't think so. <laughs> well, he said, I was, you know, speaking to him after the game. He's like, look, I, and Aiden Hill is a very laid back person as you know, but like as a, um, like, but he was just like, yeah, man, like, look, I, I, I don't want to, I don't intend on going into, you know, crazy physical situations, but like, if someone's going to come into my crease, I'm going to stand my ground, you know, like, I'm not going to go crazy about it, but like, he's not going to be Jordan Binnington about it, but he's exactly, gonna, you know, he's let you know it. that you're not welcome. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it was a great game. Vegas looked very, very good. Um, man, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm very impressed. Um, Unfortunately, though, Rachel, we do have to talk about some sad news. Um, yeah. Right before the start of the uh, right before game one, really, is that beloved um, pup who lived to be about 15 years old. So Elite very life. long life. Um, but Bark Andre Fleury did sadly pass away. Um, the pup that gained notoriety for being called Bark Andre Fleury as a big Vegas fan when Marc-Andre Fleury uh, was the first ever sort of pick in the expansion draft in, in Vegas history. And a therapy dog did a lot yeah. for kids. And I remember like when I was, there have been like a couple times over the course of Bark's life where I've been going through it and have like publicly discussed it. And Bark andre Furry has like reached out and 
kind of like just say like sending vibes or they like I would get a picture of like a selfie from Bark and mm-hmm. it would be all, and that's the kind of thing like if you know anything about me you know I love dogs that's the kind of thing that really cheered me up and so I'm definitely gonna miss Bark and I know a lot of like tributes have been pouring in um, and um, I know they have Deke which is great but it was kind of something that Vegas did that made them different i I feel like Bark really kind of took on a personality and um, the connection with Marc-Andre Fleury was great. And so best doggy life. And I hope the Golden Knights win it for Bark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously Fleury doesn't play for the Golden Knights anymore, but um, you know, the, the spirit of Bark lives on. Um, yeah. So look, 15 years old, I believe uh, lived a very yeah. long, fruitful life. Um you know, like that's, that's well past uh, the, the normal sort of like age expectancy for dogs. So we got as yeah, much normally of Normally expectancy is like 11. <laughs> yeah. It's like 10, it's like 10, 11, 12. That's usually the range. Um, so we got a lot out of bark. We got more bark than I think um, we normally should. So yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to, to bark. Shout out to bark. Um, speaking of little guys, uh, uh, Cole Caulfield. Little smoles. Little cool. smoles. Cole Caulfield signs an eight-year extension this morning um, that took me off guard for sure, considering that I was just waking up and uh, at the time it was signed and everything. But eight years, $7.85 million. Now, I'm sh- like, that's a good that's a good deal for a guy of Caulfield's pro- uh, pro- you know, potential. We'll get into that. But one thing that I want to ask or, or just whatever is, why on earth would you sign for eight years when the cap is like projected to go up, not this summer, but the next summer? Can I be tinfoil hat? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, Cole Caulfield has kind of shown that he can get hurt. Mm. And when you can get, when you're not as durable as a guy like Matthew Kachuk, let's say, or Brady, um, or even, um, and I hate using this comparison, but Mitch Marner, um, you need to get your bag because you never know. Like Cole Caulfield just had his shoulder basically reconstructed. Yeah. And he's only 21. Right. But what's to say that he, and I, I think he will be the same shooter, but there is always a chance that he isn't and you've got to secure the bag. So in this particular situation, I don't blame Caulfield for doing it because if he comes back, let's say he signs like a two-year deal like Line did and then is awful for whatever reason, because there's a chance of that. I mean, You're I think done. it's a pretty low chance, right? Then you've just cost yourself so much money. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, huge issue. So I don't blame Caulfield. I certainly don't blame his agent. Um, I think this deal is going to be valuable. I don't think this is one of those ones where we're all going to be laughing at it in the way that we did with McKinnon. Um, I think this is both sides kind of get what they want. Caulfield gets security. Montreal Mm. gets a controlled cap for eight years. I think that's, that's mutually beneficial and that's what a contract should be. It should be mutually beneficial for both sides. There's compromise. Yeah. Like I like Caulfield obviously has incredible potential. Like this guy could become a friend. Of course. This guy could become perennial 40 goal scorer. You know, he was on pace to basically do that this year before his shoulder got ripped out of its socket or whatever it was. Um, But uh, the reason why I brought up his age is that like, 
like, yes, he's young, he can heal or whatever, but he's already, he's only 22 and he's already had to have major, major shoulder surgery. And the big, and like you said, the, the, his big weapon, the thing that has made him, that is now going to give him $7.85 million a year, $7.85 million a year for the next eight years is his shot. Without his shot, like he doesn't play defense very well and he doesn't, um, he doesn't play defense very well, and he doesn't have a, like very good passing metrics. His shot, and is, he's not very big. And in he's case. tiny. He's <laughs> Anyone tiny. forgot? He's a little guy, you know. So it's uh, uh yeah. So I I do think that man, I, I I I'm glad that he got his. I'm glad that he's got his bag. Montreal, you know, they had to lock him up. They love him in Montreal. Like he's a, he's a you know he's a really big part. He would sit on the bench during practices in the middle of a regular in the middle of like the regular season of a lost season after he got injured. Like they love him. Um, but yeah, he's like I, a puppy I, basically. He's a puppy. He is, and and you know like hopefully hopefully he has the healing capabilities of a puppy. You know like there I I know you know like uh, dogs that you know tear their ACLs get it repaired and then they're back chasing balls within like three months. You know it's. It's big, but like, man, I don't know. It, it's it, we, it, this... we can only hope because he's like his mm. jubilation for scoring is yeah, awesome great. and we love it. And I really hope that he does return to the Cole Caulfield at Wold. But I think a lot of people got it twisted being like, oh, like, I can't believe he did this. And like, I saw people on Twitter as I was like cursory scrolling through because I have taken um as mike terms it a well-deserved break the last week or so um from my social media and people are like oh well mitch marner didn't do this um mitch marner had more points in his last year of his elc than cole caulfield has in his career they're so completely different that's players at this not point. the same thing they're completely um, different players marner hadn't had a yeah. catastrophic season-ending injury Marner had way more points than, than Caulfield did. If you look at Dom, Dom decision of the athletic put out today, like at the time uh, um, of, of their sign, like Cole Caulfield, I believe it's 1.4 uh, wins above expected that he's produced. Marner at the time of his contract was 3.1. Like they're, di- they're completely different. And that's not to say Cole Caulfield produce. can't get there, but I, will. I think that's an apples to oranges comparison that people who like dumping on the leaves like to make. And I, I think that it's okay for us to say that's a great contract for Cole Caulfield and it's a great contract for Montreal, obviously provided he stays healthy and there's no reason to think that his shoulder is just going to implode at age 22. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I think that it's great. I think it's fantastic that Montreal now has their two young stars locked up and Kent Hughes is continuing to sign fantastic contracts. He didn't sign Suzuki's. But he got Cole Caulfield done. He got Kirby Doc done. He extended Jake Allen. He got Sam Montebo done. He executed some outstanding trades when you think about it. The Ben Sherratt trade almost turned out to be a lottery pick until Bobrovsky like reappeared. Yeah. Um, Mike Matheson for Jeff Petrie. Think about how good Mike Matheson was for Montreal this year. The mm. Kirby Doc trade. I mean, I have loved pretty much everything Kent Hughes. Yeah has done for Montreal. Him and Jeff Gordon have done a really, really good job. And I think they deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. It's funny. You look at the bad contracts on the, uh, on, on the Habs cap right now. And all of them were signed by like, all of them were signed by Bergevin. Like it's yeah, like precisely looking, zero have been signed by Kent Hughes. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the bad contracts like the contracts I would consider bad. And like, like Josh Anderson, 
that's that was Berge, that was Bergevin. Mike Hoffman, that was Bergevin. Christian Dvorak, that was Bergevin. You know, uh, uh, and then the like. Brendan you, Gallagher's isn't aging well either. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, just just due to injury, but you know, he's a very important part of the team. But then I look at, at David Savard. You know, that was Bergevin. Uh, uh, you know, like stuff like that. But then I look at like being able to get Suzuki and Caulfield signed for max term. Both under both basically the same cap hit, like Suzuki's seven point two hundred thousand dollars difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, this like at, at basically the same cap hit for max term. Um, at, at the ages like that will buy basically get getting them under contract for their entire primes. Like that will buy their entire primes. It's phenomenal business. Like, and on top of yeah. that, you know, like like sticking with Sam Montembeau after some struggles. Great job. Um, you know, like just there are these certain moves that they've made like these really sort of deft Savvy. moves and and it's funny i was chatting with uh i was chat like you know i was chatting with some people before i left for the cup i was chatting with some people uh, outside my building because they learned that i you know cover hockey for a living so they always ask me about hockey whenever i leave my house and um and they, they like they were talking about the leafs or whatever and they, and they brought up montreal and i was just like and and i said like hey man montreal's gonna be pretty scary in a couple of years like if they keep this up <sighs> And and they 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 were shocked to learn that, and then I kind of spelled out of them. They're like, "Oh, you're well, right. like but, Owen Beck, Lane Hudson is going to be yeah. disgusting. Like, Slavkovsky oh is going to do. Like, keep in mind they have a first overall pick that you know was injured. Slavkovsky will, I think, at least do something. Like in the NHL, I think at mo- like at minimum he's going to be a middle six forward, and that's you're going to need that, but. He, they don't need him to be a top line star. You have Suzuki. You have Caulfield right now. It would be nice you if he was. It would be nice, but they're going to have another good draft pick this year. Like there's a potential to get Matvey Michkov at their pick. And you add that you're talking about a top six or even your top three centers in the future being Suzuki, Doc, Owen Beck. And then on the wings, you have Slavkovsky, Caulfield, um, Michkov, and then like basically pick your poison at that point. That's a pretty serious level of young depth i really like that for montreal i love what they're building um i think they probably need to draft a young goaltender like a harabel or a trey augustine kind of situation but they're going Mm. in the right direction and it's super clear that kent hughes not only has a plan but it's a good one yeah it's pretty remarkable when you see a gm who has a plan like it it a just plan. seemed like like it just seemed like Bergevin at towards the end and even during the start, whatever, was just kind of like throwing throwing whatever at the wall. And some of it stuck and it stuck enough, you know, and, and got enough luck that it went to the cup final in, in the COVID year. Crazy. And then but it's funny, like I, I'm o- overhearing conversations by media, by media people, um, you know, at the draft or not the draft at the cup final, like because we, there's a big tent that they put us in. Uh, for work like our, our workstation is outside it's in a tent that's like air conditioned and everything um and like i would hope I was, so because it's literally yeah, it, like a hundred you know what degrees there. you know what though the 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 dry heat it's fantastic like it like are you I not really, sweating through your shirt no i'm not like Told i'm ya. sweating obviously but it's freaking incredible like the like the, the act just the, the the dry heat like it, it's it's like 110 degrees here like every day and i don't and i've been walking like 15 to 20,000 steps a day since I got here, basically. And I don't Guy's even... Guy's going to come back 20 pounds lighter. I don't even, like, feel it. Like, it's 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 great. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, like, on, on the point, like, I'm overhearing stuff. And 
<laughs> like I've heard twice on two separate occasions, guys talking about past cup finals and they're like, and, and referring to Montreal as the worst cup finalist in like recent history, like that Montreal oh, team. Yeah. And then it fell apart yes. right away. This seems like they're building Harry Price. <laughs> yeah. Cause Carrie Price and like COVID and the fact that Vegas had Chandler Stevenson as their number one center and, and, you know, just like at, at the, the stars aligned yeah. and then it immediately fell apart. Like the second they hit the ice next, it fell apart completely. And the entire, the entire coaching staff and the entire front office were, were purged with by like December. Yeah. But um, it seems like Jeff Molson took that blowtorch. Exactly. Right and, and as he should have. Um, but yeah, no, it seems like they're, they're actually building something with a plan. And uh, it'll be exciting to see because the Atlantic is only getting um, more interesting. So that um, speaking of the cup final, let's talk about yeah. it. You, I, yeah. okay. So if you're new here, Mike and I are really close friends. Like Mike, knows pretty like he knows the password to my phone and like i know I where mike lives do, mike, oh you did at one point but like mike knows i'm not sure if i know secrets now. about me that like maybe two or three other people Wait, on this earth know let's just put it this way rachel and i could ruin each other's lives if we wanted to we absolutely could ruin each other's lives yeah. so i said to mike like that comment it, got that that comment <laughs> elicited a, a laughing snort from ryan kennedy who's sitting on the bed behind my laptop right now so, <laughs> um good. And I told Mike that he needed to also enjoy Vegas and stop and smell the flowers at one point. And at this point, I didn't realize that I may be joining him and mm -hmm. I'm going for vacation and also for work. But Mike went to the spa this weekend. And I would just like to say that you deserve that. And Thank I want to hear all about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, it was actually it, it was it was funny. It was a spur of the moment because we're staying at the Park MGM which is a nice, you know, very nice yep. hotel. And so I was like, you know what? I wonder what the amenities are here because, you know, uh, uh, like my apartment is very bad at home. Well, you know, like I don't, I don't, I, and the thing is I don't spend money on myself ever. Like I, I literally, the only thing I spend money on is like groceries, rent, and that. A movie every like two and a movie every like one, one or two. Yeah. Like, like, like a movie every month basically. And that's about it. Um, and so I'm like, I wonder what the amenities are like. And so there's a pool and it's the typical sort of like, you know, crazy pool. I had a $20 frozen margarita. It was pretty, pretty you know. $20? Just, oh, dude, the, the, the margarita in the stadium, someone just tweeted about it, is $47. Bro. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you can imagine, because you've seen the picture of me um in my the last time I was in Vegas, you can imagine how much the liquor bill was that night. Yeah, I can't imagine. But <laughs> so so I went down. I'm like, I wonder what the amenities are like. And I and and I'm like, oh, there's a spa. Like, I wonder, I wonder if I can just go in or whatever. And so I asked them, uh, and they're like, oh yeah, well we have a we have like a day pass where like you can't get like massages or anything. Like you have to pay for that, but you'll have access <laughs> to like the sauna, the steam room, the vitality pool. You know, like like the 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 you know the communal lounge, like all this kind of stuff. Um, it's like 75 bucks. And so I'm like, you know what? Yesterday was an off. And so I thought, okay, yesterday was an off day. Um, where I, like I filed at like, you know, noon Vegas time. And I thought, you know what? Like, like I, I work hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat myself. So I went to the spot and I ended up staying there for like three and a half hours. And I just <laughs> like, it was crazy. And what's, here's, what's funny about that is so I, I literally just alternated between all of the amenities they had. I alternated between like the Vitality hot tub, the uh, um, uh, which is th their spa's phenomenal. But Vitality hot tub, the dry sauna, the steam room, you know, like the lounge, all that. I just kept doing like a circle basically, and but I, I spent most of the time in this in the steam room, and 
<clears throat> and all that time, <clears throat> sorry, all that time I'm drinking their like citrus infused water that they have. Like I'm just chugging. Oh it my gosh. Yeah. Because I'm so the whole, so I spent for three hours, I, I sweat out. I spent, I spent three hours, three and a half hours sweating out every toxin in my body and replenishing it with like citrus water. So my body was like a temple by the time I left, like it was perfect. And so we, we ended up having like an NHL reception last night that like an open bar and everything. And I ended up having a bunch, like, I, you know, I ended up indulging, you know, if you will, I didn't feel a sit like, and we were out pretty late. Like, you know, ended up, I ended up ha- having a good time. I did not feel a single ounce of hangover when I woke up. You want to know um, a fun fact about Vegas? I would love to know a fun fact. So my mom told me this, um, which makes the hangover I had that one morning all the more embarrassing. Okay. The reason people don't get as hungover like easily in Vegas as they do everywhere else is because if you're like in the Vegas buildings, they pump extra oxygen, oxygen yeah. into there to like make it um, less they likely to get hangover. So mm. the fact that like you weren't hungover is a very positive thing. Um, but it also speaks to the fact that like I passed out on the floor and nearly died the yeah, next morning. Rachel, you're, I you're was an idiot for that. Um, yeah, sorry. But, so I'm gonna come to Vegas, and um, my so one of my good friends actually lives in Vegas, and he between like him and my mom, they have access to like all the pools at every like Aria, New York, New York, MGM Grand, like all of that. So I'm coming out while like game three and four are happening because i want to enjoy myself in vegas Mm -hmm. and my mom looked me straight in the face as i was getting ready to like book my flights and goes don't you dare lose your passport again (laughs) and i was like i promise not to get that disheveled again like that that just like can't happen but you and I, we're going to do like a pool day or a spa day while we're in Vegas. And it's like, I'm just going to treat you to it. And I'll just like body oh, booze and everything. Thank you. It was, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And that, that, and was, then Mike's going to ruin my life by tweeting out the picture of me, like passed out in the pool or something like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. But no, but like, it was, it was great. Like I, like, you know, I feel, I feel great. Like it, it was, it was, it, it was exactly what you needed just to chill, do whatever. And uh, yeah, you know, treat yourself kids. Like it was, you know, like 75 bucks American. So it's not necessarily the most uh, financially responsible decision I've ever made. But I feel like in Vegas, there are far more, far worse financially you know responsible decisions. What's more expensive than $75 for a spa day? What? Therapy. Yeah, it's true. Also, speaking of which, and I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, like Ryan you get and a I, lot. Yeah. I feel like Ryan and I are actually crushing Vegas right now because Ryan, last night we went to, we, we walked like crazy went to the uh, you know uh to this like sort of hole in the wall casino slash bar called ellis island and um and, oh, yes and ryan partook in some uh uh some video like blackjack right at the bar <clears throat> and he put down ryan. five bucks he put down five bucks and he ended up leaving with six dollars which was a one dollar profit and he cashed out and so we are going to be leaving vegas beating the house by one dollar they they cannot get us Okay. There you go. Boom. What, do we, we get to add? Do we get to add my total to this when I get there? Uh, I mean, if it's gonna if if it's gonna decrease that total, then no, because it I feel probably like, won't. <laughs> because leaving Vegas up at all is pretty impressive. Up one dollar, not too shabby, not too shabby at all. Um, let's, let's talk, talk about, about Gary. Gary yeah, yeah, let's talk Gary about Gary Bettman's media, media day. day. 
Um, so I, I, I continued my tradition of asking Gary Bettman a question and getting a very condescending answer back um, this this year when I asked. Uh, uh, and, and so I, I, it's funny, Ryan told me about this right after it happened because I asked him about um, George Peros, like the Department of Par- Player Safety and specifically George Peros and his like ties to a brand that promotes violence in hockey and how he's the head of player safety. And I did yeah. not I did not realize um, that as I was asking that question, George Peros himself had stepped into the room and was was listening. So that so that was fun. Did not know that. Um, and Gary also. Pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. And also Gary himself pretended not to know what violent gentleman was, um, which also like Gary Bettman is a lawyer. He knows everything. He knows. He, he knows my blood type. Probably. knows. Yeah, yeah, he definitely yeah. knows. So that was nonsense. So there are a couple. So there are a couple big takeaways from Bettman's presser. And we can start with, I guess, the salary cap. It's only going up mm. one million um, this Even summer. Even though ninety percent of escrow yeah. debt has been paid down, and hockey-related yeah. revenue is approaching, or about, I believe, either approaching or about to surpass six billion dollars, which is a one billion dollar increase than last the, year. The more I think about it, the more I lean towards Alan Walsh's side. That like they might need to decertify the union and start over again because this 50-50 split, when if you're going to have a 50-50 hockey-related revenue split, then you know what? The new franchise money also counts. So the Vegas money and the Seattle money, those that billion dollars worth of um, money also counts as hockey-related revenue. It's not right that players are putting their bodies on the line mm-hmm. and taking all these risks and they aren't getting 50% of the pie because that's a billion and a half dollars that they didn't have access to. And those teams don't exist unless those players exist. So um, I think there needs to be something done. And I'm hoping Marty Walsh um, does that because I think it's absolute freaking nonsense that the cap's going up by like a million bucks when it should be going up by a whole heck of a lot more than that. Especially because, and I'm hearing about it from people who are watching from home, like my parents and stuff, like you cannot, like there are like 80 ads on TV, like at any given moment. The NHL. Oh my God, it's obnoxious. The NHL, I believe Gary Bettman said in his press conference that the NHL has the most corporate sponsors, you know, in sports. Like they have. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And and yet the the cap is going up by one million. Like it's insane. Um, Another thing. Another thing on top of that, too, is um, with the Arizona relocation um, or the Arizona Coyotes situation. Gary Bettman said that he really, really wants to obviously make it work they want to go they want to uncover every stone you know like as they should phoenix is one of the biggest markets in the united states exactly um but the thing is is that they also were asked point blank about salt lake city and Mm -hmm. not only did they acknowledge it but they like said that we we have already met with uh with with I believe it's Ryan Smith, the, the owner of of uh, the the Utah Jazz, and as it was pointed out to me, um, like like just even acknowledging that Salt Lake City exists, let alone acknowledging that you've already met with them, means that like th- the ball is rolling, you know. Exactly, and and I mean I keep seeing Quebec City being mentioned, and I'm no, sorry, but first of all, have you looked at the Canadian dollar? That is absolutely not happening and you are not moving a team in the 10th largest metropolitan area in the united states to quebec city that is not good for the growth of the game so you should try everything you try your darndest to keep it in arizona because 
that is, it's important. That's how you get Austin Matthews and Matthew Nyes and Josh Doan and all of these players. It's very important. You just need to find an owner that isn't an absolute dumpster fire. And you know what? I like Salt Lake City too. Um, getting into Utah, not. I, I don't think that's a bad idea. I just really think they need to find a way to get Matt Ishbia on board um, so that they can play in Arizona. Yeah. Um, I think it would be, it would be great if just, I don't know, like they move the coyotes and they try again with a different ownership group. Like it just seems like that, that coyotes ownership group just shoots itself in the foot or other appendages on the body, like way too much. Like directly in the chest. No, I wasn't thinking of the chest. Um, I'm thinking like a couple inches below the chest, but like, Ah, it's just all they do is just, all they all they do is is is, is fail really like they stepping or they, they get they get in their own way yeah they're stepping on rakes and look I'm I'm, I'm uh, everyone should want to go find someone who believes in them as much as Gary Bettman believes in the Arizona Coyotes I feel like that should be the standard in everyone's relationship um, Happy Pride Month but um, it's just I, I don't understand I I I, I don't understand how we haven't uncovered every stone there is yet. Like it's like, it's been so long. I do not remember a time when the Arizona coyotes were not, were like, I remember, I remember being in middle school. I'm 27 years old. This is 14 years ago. And I remember like my teacher making a joke about the Arizona coyotes and how like they're about to be bankrupt. Or literally I remember my, my teacher in English, it was like towards the end of the year, they were playing a movie and I was like, my parents kept making me go to those end of year classes that no one goes to. And it's like me and two other kids out of our 30 person class. The person was like, Oh, it looks like an Arizona coyotes game in here. Like, I remember that's what my, my English Jeez. teacher said. That was 14 years ago. At least Man, that was, yeah. Like that, that was, it's just like, been a saga. Like let them years, die already. please. It's, They're- it's so, it sucks. Like, it's brutal. Did you have any other takeaways from the presser? Yeah. So a, a couple interesting ones is that, um, uh, uh, well, not interesting ones, just sort of a couple notable ones is that the, is that uh, it's, well, I did find it funny that Gary Batman says, s- said that, you know, in his opening remarks that hockey has never been better. Like the NHL has never been better both on and off the ice and then proceeded to get asked point blank about five different scandals that are currently I was going to say, do we need to list them? Mitchell Miller, the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm not even talking about Mitchell Miller. Like I'm just saying like in terms, like he wasn't asked with Mitchell Miller, but he was asked about, okay, so let's run down the, the scandal list, I guess, in that <laughs> the, the uh, um, both Stan Bowman and Joel Quinville have requested uh, meetings with the commissioner to potentially be reinstated. Um, Gary and they're going to get reinstated. Uh, Gary didn't say that. He said he's, he's well, interesting. Yeah, I know. But he said he's interested in hearing what they have to say. And then, uh, and then we'll go from there. But he will that that meeting will happen after the um, after the final. Um, on top of that, the Montreal Canadiens have requested a meeting about Logan Mayu's eligibility to play in the NHL. What they have? Yep. Um, and Gary okay, Bettman so said, there's Kent Hughes's first misstep. Exactly. Gary Bettman again, okay. um, again said they will wait until after the final. Um, the Valerie Nichushkin situation. Uh, the an investigation has already been conducted. Um, okay. And if they're, and I believe the club, they said the club has dealt with it and Nutrition remains, Nutrition is eligible as any other NHL player to play next year. Well, he's uh, not under, so I did see that. And I asked somebody who I would say would know. 
um, he is not under criminal investigation. Yeah. So that I feel like that's sort of important here because I don't think anybody's really said that. Um, and certainly not with the level of volume that would be required here. Like he is not under investigation for criminal conduct. We don't have to like what he did, but it is not the same as the Blackhawks and Logan Mayu and Mitchell Miller, who were all involved in a criminal proceeding of some sort. Yeah. And then on top of that, the NHL has said that their in- independent investigation into the uh, 2018 uh, Team Canada World Junior um, investigation uh, has been completed and yep. they will be they will have a, a report presented to them in, as they said, early summer. Um, so that that is a thing. Um, I believe that's happening the second week of July. OK, cool. So that yeah. that's that's going to happen on top of that. I mean, other than just like stadium series announcements, I don't think there was anything else really of note. Um, it was basically just, yeah, the, uh, the NHL. So, so hockey's never been in a better place, but we have up, we have to have three separate meetings to be reinstated in the league because of poor conduct. Mm-hmm. We have um, a team a on team the verge of bankruptcy. Of, on the verge of bankruptcy. And just general disaster of player safety. So I and an and and an ownership bid for a Canadian team that has gone horribly awry. I yeah, I'm not going to speak on that. Um because I can't. Um yeah. that there's just a lot where I would just look at him and go, "I beg to differ." Um I just don't there's getting, also I just feel like getting lied to. Like just, There's also an active human rights complaint against one of N- the NHL teams. So this is the first I'm hearing of that. Yeah, I mean things I would argue have been much better, and mm-hmm. we probably need to start. And if they haven't been better, then boy, oh boy, the bar is below the Earth's crust, and mm-hmm. we need to start stepping a lot higher. Yes, we absolutely do. Um, but yeah, so that's basically the big, those are the big takeaways from the Batman uh, presser. Okay. I mean, that like there, that's it. You know, like all these investigations are pending or the reinstatements are pending. The salary cap's only going to go up by a million and then we'll have likely have a jump next year. Um, cons- even though he's, Batman has said that to us the last like two years in a row at this point, I feel like he's only ever said that. Um, uh, uh, yeah. And like stadium series, like MetLife is going to host two games back to back. Great. Terrible ice, which, but it'll be great. Which will be good. Um, yeah, it'll be like I look. I I am boots on the ground. I'm having a blast. Um, I believe the hockey is incredible in the Stanley Cup final. I think we need to focus on those positives. Um, but yeah, there's obviously a lot to there's 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 obviously a lot to sort of deal with or a lot to reckon with off the ice. But um, you know, I guess I guess I'm just gonna enjoy the the product now um, that's on the ice until that ends, and then I will I will you know observe the horrors as they come <laughs> fair enough so fair enough um, i so yeah. may be coming to vegas we don't know yet well i am going to vegas it's just a matter of like am just i whether work while i'm there or am i going to be a total degenerate member of society um we'll, we'll see but i think we're gonna do a live like in-person podcast in yeah. Vegas, are we if not? You, yeah, if you do come, like, or if 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 I'm there as well, because yes. 
like it could be a sweep and if it's a sweep then i'm not gonna be there but if, i don't uh, think it's gonna be a sweep i, I think <clears throat> florida wins two yeah so if if it is going to be if uh if that's the case if we're heading back to vegas then yeah we will be doing a uh we will be doing a a, a live a live podcast which should be a lot of fun i will likely be zonked tired but we will we will keep going um yeah so and we're gonna have like I'm going to do, because Mike's obviously been writing and doing a ton of stuff. I will do some like content stuff, um, some obviously some betting stuff, um, because in Vegas, uh, that's sort of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I feel like we, have, we haven't done an SGP movies crossover in a couple we weeks. Have, yeah. And there is no movie more appropriate than The Hangover mm-hmm. to do... For Vegas. So, so we'll do that. I feel like we should do that when you're here. Yeah. Because then we'll get a better idea of like who you're going to play, who mm-hmm. I'm playing, who yeah. Ryan Kennedy is playing. Um, I'm not sure he knows he's being roped into this, but he's he being roped he into it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it'll be a lot of fun. Um, Mike and I have actually talked about doing something fun, not only like for the podcast, but for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no more fun place than than Vegas. So I'm really looking forward to it. I hope um, we get a chance to kind of run into each other in Vegas um, and that you are not completely dead by the time I get there. <laughs> I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll uh, I'll be fine. If not, I'll just be propped up weekend of Bernie style. And we'll be good to go. Um, but on that note, we, I, Ryan and I do have to run to get media lunch. And then we're interviewing uh, top prospects who are in town um, later this afternoon. So we'll go do that. But Rachel. You should I'll... interview Connor Bedard. I think he might be good. You know what? I don't want to because he never talks about anything fun. Um, so, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Anyway, we've reached the end of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to go run and grab media lunch. Oh, oh also, real quick story um, just to show that how clumsy I am. I grab a plate and immediately drop it on the ground by accident. Um, slips out of my hand and cuts me on my thumb, but immediately slips out of my hand, crashes. Everyone looks at me. So I am, uh, and Ryan has not let, let me live it down since. Uh, he's, he refers to um, the Aria, which is where all our media, our things as, as the place oh, I broke the my plate. favorite hotel is the Aria. That is where, if, if I make it to Vegas for work reasons or otherwise, um, and you're looking for me, the blackjack table at the Aria is where you're going to find me. Cool. Well, don't put a plate in my general vicinity or I will be clumsy and drop it. But um, it. yeah. Anyway, on that note, we're going to run. Rachel, always a pleasure doing this with you. Cannot wait to see you in Vegas uh, in a couple days. And yeah, stay tuned.